Welcome to the Romp and Stomp Wrestling Podcast. I'm your hope. Um, uh, messing up the intros already. But anyways, this is the Romp and Stomp Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Black Hat Sammy. Currently not wearing a black hat. Currently in bed. Currently chilling like a villain. And currently watching Forensic Files on mute. Uh, yeah, today is Sunday. I'm recording this early Sunday morning. Like early, early Sunday morning. Or an equivalent central time, nearly midnight, especially over in Dallas and good old Minneapolis, Minnesota. In Mountain Time, which is Denver, I'm doing this and I'm recording this at 11 o'clock, but it's Sunday, 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 eventually, or it's going to be Sunday, 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 eventually. And if you're and if you're in California, it's 10 o'clock, but it's probably by the time I put this out, it's going to be on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday as well. Same in Alaska, same in Hawaii. And in this week's episode, we are going to talk about a little bit about the latest releases in WWE, um, well, from WWE, as well as This Week in Wrestling, which includes WWE and AEW, and a little bit from elsewhere. In most notably Japan, there's going to be a, a little bit of impact I'm probably going to talk about, but just a tiny bit, not too much. And yeah, without further ado, let's get started. Let's ride out, everybody. And hold your horses. It's probably going to be a bit of a doozy of an episode. It might not be a doozy of an episode. I'm just a, I am just a college senior doing this for fun. So without further ado, let's get started. Yeah. Now concerning about the releases, I thought the, I mean, it's it's sad. First, the release of Will of um of Will and Regal, I thought it, it it's kind of it for me it's heartbreaking because it's kind of because kind of like you know it kind of just like it kind of just you're seeing this whole thing in motion of WWE just eliminating like anything that has to do with the old black and gold NXT or in other words when NXT used to have the same color scheme as the New Orleans Saints. And I mean, and like for me, like William Regal was the staple to when to when NXT was the old black and gold. I mean, he was in major storylines. He was like, he was kind of like a father, fatherly figure in that brand. And it's sad for me to see him go. It also means that like WWE wants to eliminate anything that has to do with like black and gold NXT. And that as a fan, that that me as a fan, that kind of that hurts a lot because there's a lot of fond memories like I have watching the black and gold, watching highlights of the black and gold, and it was oh my god, it was just quality wrestling all around. I could just talk hours and hours and hours about like the the many takeover matches, the many heel turns, the face turns, the times where Wim Regal would shout. War games with its British accent. I don't want to do that right now, but it was just glorious. Another release is um is Samoa Joe's release, and that's a bit insulting. I mean, well, the release was a bit insulting because he was released last spring after he literally commentated during WrestleMania in the rain, and which showed the dedication Samoa Joe had to the company. Um. They released him, and then he came back, and then he won the um, he won the um WWE NXT title from um, from from Karrion Cross, and then he got and then he got hurt, 
had to take time off to had to take time off to do um to do injury and then and then now he's released again and it's sad because like that's i mean that's someone who just who absolutely loves who loves wrestling and i know vincent mcmahon um wants to get rid of like the black and gold but i mean you can do a lot of things with samoa joe that doesn't or you could have done a lot of things with samoa joe it's just that wwe just kept keep dropping the ball with him whether it was like his first stint in wwe after he got moved up to nxt and like even though like and i mean his first stint in wwe wasn't necessarily bad i think he was a u.s champion um if i remember correctly and like he was like a pretty menacing part of like uh he was a pretty menacing guy um to go against in the roster but then but like then injured but then he got injured a lot and then he moved the commentary eventually um and like he was i mean he was a pretty good commentator too man of many talents and then you released him and then you re-signed him because um but I understand it was. I think it was Triple H that um that wanted that wanted him back, and he had a pretty good run in like the in the he had a brief but good run in um in the in the last days of the black and gold, and then he got injured and then he got released again. But the silver lining is that wherever those two guys end up, they're gonna be a they're going to be they're gonna be like they're going to be used to like they're going to be a pretty good use to wherever they end up they're going to be a valuable piece whether William Regal ends up at at that one company over in Jacksonville or Samoa Samoa wrestles somewhere in Nashville or in the west coast for like the Lion brand or like the road's open for them and I think wherever they go they'll be a huge asset now, real quick on the release on um on the release of Gabe Sapolsky, one of like NXT. What I think he was a producer for NXT, but he but like before NXT, he was like I think he was one of the founders of like of Ring of Ring of Honor and like did 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 a lot of things with letter promotion. I think, and I mean I I had like a prediction list. I had a prediction list early, like early in my mind, early in like my um my my Apple Notes, and and one of the things I said, well, one of the things I have in my notes is that ROH is gonna survive. It might it may not be like the same ROH that it may not be the same ROH that we that like we grew up watching or like we know. It's probably going to be a different ROH by the time they have their event in like April, if they have their event in April. But, but like with, but with Gabe in the market, I think he's probably just going to be the guy that's going to save ROH. Well, first of all, I think the fans are, well, I think us, the fans, are going to save ROH because we don't want ROH to go. And I think like we're willing to like see ROH dance another day. Even if it means that ROH might not be the same ROH, as long but as long as it has like good quality wrestling, as long as it develop like it develop like new wrestlers or like bring light to like other wrestlers that we don't know of, I'm fine. But but like I think we're gonna I think I think we are gonna make our I think we the fans like 
just like the whole wrestling community, we're gonna we're gonna have our race, we're gonna have our our race survive, and I think like Gabe might be one of the pieces. Um, I don't know how how involved he'll be he'll be like in wrestling, but maybe he'll just like be a key piece of, like ROH's survival, and I want ROH to survive. I'm kind of like I kind of want it so much to the point that I'm speaking speaking to speaking into existence. Or like I'm trying to speak it into existence, but if but if Ring of Honor, if Ring of Honor continues to dance, and if they continue to dance, and if they continue to have like the fan support, and if, if they have the financial backing, if they find the financial backing to dance like more nights, then I'd be a happy man. So, but anyways, on the releases, I hope there's like a lot of releases I could just talk about, but I hope all these um. I hope all the people, I hope all the people that they release, I hope they find success elsewhere, and I wish, and I wish them well, so, that's all, that's what I gotta say on the releases. Now, concerning, um, concerning on what I saw on WWE programming this week, I'm gonna start with Raw. I thought the Brock, the Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman's, um, segment to open up the show, I thought that was good. I thought the promo was good. I like Brock. I I love it when Paul Heyman introduced Dusty introduction to um, Brock Lesnar as like the reigning, defending, undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Champion of the World, Brock Lesnar. That hypes me up a lot. Love it when Brock brought the steel steps as a podium, and when he said like the words, I mean, I had kind of like that. That made me lulled a little bit on the inside. Um, another thing is that I love. I love how they gave credit to the um I, I love how they gave credit to Big E and they gave credit to like Bobby Lashley as well. And of course along with saying a few things about um about Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, which they're still which they're still I don't know, they're still like they're still doing that iconics gig sort of where they just like wrestled wrestled together and like even if they're wrestling against each other, they're wrestling together as like a team. And but the, I thought that whole I thought the promo was good. Um, on on the Arcade Bro Alpha Academy feud, the matches aren't bad. I think it's a good feud so far. But I don't want but I don't want the feud but I don't want the feud to be like a never ending feud. I think like if I'd book it if I was like if I was booking it, I'd have eventually I'd have art. I have in the near future I would have Alpha Academy beat Arcade Bro for the tag belts. And then Randy turning on Riddle, and then having and then and then after Randy turns on Riddle, I would have a program involving them that will lead up to Mania, and their match would and like, and the match would be in Mania. I don't know about if it's night if I would have it night one or night two, but I would build up that match and I'll build up the feud, the match, everything, the hype videos, everything, and I'd make that. And for the caliber of those two guys, that match should be an absolute banger. I, I, but right now there's still the tech chance, but if Randy turns on Riddle, I, I'm looking forward to the feud. Now, the, now, I didn't necessarily enjoy seeing AJ get buried by, um, by Omos, his, um, his former personal giant. I thought, like, I mean, the squash match was hilarious, but I don't enjoy seeing AJ Styles getting squashed. That's just, I mean, for me, for someone who watches, I'm an AJ Styles fan. 
I don't enjoy I don't enjoy seeing my favorite beat up John Cena person get getting in a squash match. That's no fun. But I hope AJ Styles recuperates and I think he's pro and I think he's he'll recover eventually. He's gonna get Omos eventually. I mean AJ Styles babyface, so he has to get so he has to get him back at some point, right? 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 Anyways, now the women's division, the women's match, the women's tag match between um between Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H. going against Carmella and her stupid hockey mask and Queen Selena. That match I did not enjoy. I was to the point yelling at like yelling at myself, yelling at like the air. To I was yelling at the air and I I yelled. I hate what what are they doing with the women's division? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And it was just it was just a bad match. So I don't want to go into a rant on like the women's wrestling in WWE. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking what they're doing to the women's to like the women's division. So the less said the better. But I will say this. I will and I will like half of like my little raw review on this or my little thoughts on raw on this. It's an interesting decision to have Bobby win and go against Brock Lesnar at the Rumble. I thought they were going to have it in Mania. But either way, I don't, it doesn't matter. Either way, whether it's at the Rumble or whether it's at Mania, that match is going to be an absolute banger. It is going to be an absolute banger between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Whether it's at, whether it's whether they're going against Rumble, whether they're going against each other in the Rumble, or whether we're going to see them at WrestleMania. Well, what I saw at day one, it was just, it was just like fast paced, hard hitting, barricades breaking. It was a piece of art. Like I'd say, I'm to the point that like out of all the things that WWE has done for the past couple of years, that's one of the things I'd say that I would yell out, hanging on the loaf, hanging on the loaf, and that because it was just such like masterpiece of art of hard hitting, fast paced action and mayhem. So that's my little review on Raw. Um, now, regarding New Year's Evil in NXT, it's, I enjoyed the event, but it was depressing because it was, it just seemed obvious that it was a funeral for the old black and gold in New Year's Evil. Like, goodbye to the New Orleans Saints color scheme, and hello to the new, or like, well not even hello to the new, but like, literally just forcing the new down our throats. Ass of flies literally flying around my um my head, and I'm trying to kill it. But I enjoyed the Carmelo Hayes Roderick Strong matchup. That's a great match to open up the. That's a great match to open up the the um the the show, and I loved I loved it when um when Carmelo Hayes last week the the week before he made a reference of like. He made the reference to like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make um Roderick Strong into a T-shirt, and he came out into a T-shirt, and the dates was like, it was one of those memorial T-shirts, but instead of like, but instead the dates were like the date when Roderick Strong's um reign as cruiser as cruiserweight champion started when he won the belt, to Tuesday night when he eventually lost the belt to Carmelo Hayes. I mean, but I enjoyed that match. I thought the match between MSK and Riddle going against Imperium and Walter was really good. 
I enjoyed that match. I enjoyed the lead up to it. I thought the right people won, and and I can't wait till um I can't wait to see what's next with Imperium and what's next with Walter. I thought Walter was gonna and was going from like NXT UK to the main roster, but I think it's smart for him to end up in NXT, and I think and I think like he'd be he would he would be good in the NXT title picture. That's gonna be fun to watch for the next couple months. If anyone's willing to watch, of course. Um now now the the women's three way, there was like I mean, it was okay. It wasn't the best match. But I mean there's lots more left to be desired. Big Mommy Cool, um Raquel Gonza Raquel Gonzalez. She did her thing. Love the nickname Big Mommy Cool. But it was come on. When you have Mandy Rose go away, let her go away. I understand this whole thing of like champions, and I know this is all scripted and and whatnot. But why do the champions? Oh, when when the when the champions like you know has heelish qualities, and it's a three way match, and you have the opportunity to win the belt, let the champion who's like being a quote unquote coward, let them walk, and you get the championship on your own, your own accord. But no, 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 no. The challenger's always got to be, I must pin the champion. I must pin the champion. I'm going to do that no matter what. I must pin the champion. It is my destiny. It is my honor. It is my duty to pin the champion. But, I mean, I thought Big Mommy Cool did her thing. And, like, she's, I mean, I hope she got moved up to the main roster. Because, like, their women's, because Newsflash, their women's roster, I mean, the women's roster in, like, the main roster. And the women's side, it's depleted. And, I mean, I hope Big Mommy Cool, like, puts some, you know, puts something positive into that. If she gets if she gets called up. And I know, NXT call-ups to the main roster, it's kind of like the kiss of death. But it's new times. Maybe it means something different. Or maybe it means the same old, same old thing. And if it's the latter, I'm going to cry a lot. As for Cord, as, as for Mandy, well, she did her thing, but... I mean, she's not necessarily the best. She's not necessarily like when I look at other title reigns. She's not necessarily the best NXT champion, but that's just me. But I mean, but I mean, but for you people that like big booty Judys, I mean, that's your thing. That's great. I don't judge. Well, I kind of do. I kind of just judge just now, but yeah. But that's just like to each their own. Core Jade. I mean, she's someone that still looks green. But she has a pretty good upside, in my opinion. I think, I think like if the cards are played right, and if she gets like if she gets like you know if she gets like she develops as a wrestler as a performer, and she works on her craft, good things gonna come to her. And I mean, I I'd like to see Cora Jade grow a little bit more. And I mean, she might, and if she ends, she grows up, she grows a little bit more as a wrestler. She might be one of the top wrestlers in um, in in like NXT in no time. So, so that's kind of like one thing I. That's kind of like um, my thoughts on the triple threat match. Now on the main event, Gregor Champa, the mat, the match was really for me. It was really good. I kind of laughed. I know I shouldn't be laughing at this, 
but I kind of left when Braun Breaker kicked the um kicked like the gold NXT X. It kind of like symbolizes that like hey we're done like it's kind of like WWE's way of like saying like oh we're done with the black and gold. So and like we're gonna kick this so like f you black and gold and like I know a lot of people are gonna be like hey that's the NXT black and gold logo. But me, I kind of thought it was, like, hilarious. I thought the match itself was good, um, and I thought the right guy won. For Ciampa, I don't know what's going to happen next. For Braun Breaker, though, I mean, I expect a really good reign. I hope they do a good reign. And when the time comes, when, when the time comes to, like, end the reign, I hope Braun Breaker gets moved up to the main roster. That And, like, when he gets moved up to the main roster, he's going to be a star. An absolute superstar. So... That's my thoughts on NX on like New Year's Evil for NXT. I will say the promo war between Grayson Waller and AJ Styles. I like it. I like it a lot. Now we now now I'm going to see what Grayson Waller does against AJ Styles. Maybe Grayson Waller wins to do interference or like or chicanery or something. Maybe AJ Styles win. I got I got to see that match for myself on Tuesday. So so yeah, that's my thoughts on New Year's Evil. And SmackDown, SmackDown, I thought it was, new. it's an okay, it was okay. There's the obvious build-up to the Roman, to the Roman versus Brock feud down the road, which I think they're probably going to play in Mania, but, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball with me. I can foresee things, but sometimes I foresee a brick road. So, I mean, so I'm not about that telekinesis type of stuff. Um, I'm a bit perplexed with Mickey James at the Rumble. When they made the when they made the um the announcement, but we gotta understand that WWE is heavily shorthanded in like in the women's division. So, and I know that's kind of like you know, quote unquote, opening the forbidden door. Even though the forbidden door has been like has been opened so many times, it's kind of like it's kind of like the door's there, but it's not locked or anything. Someone just opens the door. And then and then gets out and then comes back and then comes out. It's kind of like those you know those electrical those little electrical drawing doors you see at malls. Like you come in, ding dong, and then you come out and you do your shopping. You know, so I mean, it's kind of weird, but I hope impact. I hope Impact benefits this some way somehow, and I hope Mickey James um lasts some some time at the Rumble. I don't want her to be eliminated in thirty seconds. Then I'd be just like you know I'm just gonna have my resting face and just look like man, come on. But I'm interested to see um to see what Mickey James has Mickey James has to offer at the Rumble, um and I think like and. WWE has a shorthand roster, so I mean anybody works essentially. So as long as they're not a rock, <laughs> or it could be just be the rock and drag, but that's but like hey, I mean, I mean they gotta get their people where they gotta get people into Rumble. So yeah, that's my thought on that. And I thought like there were other matches too. I wasn't really paying too much attention to that because I was watching it on my tablet. While I was watching RuPaul with my brother and his wife. Good episode, by the way. But RuPaul Charles, you're a crazy producer. Love you, though. But you're crazy. 
But I thought the main event was really good. I love, I love, I mean, I never can get enough whenever the Usos goes, go against the, the New Day. Love the match. Love the street fight. It was, re it was good. And like, I pop hard every time when the Usos do the we the the we the one thing when they point uh, when they point their um, their finger in the air and say we the ones that's like some high school college professional football type of thing i mean it's like nonsense i love it i love it and I, <laughs> oh man it's just so much fun when they do that and like seeing them do i think they did a 3d on kofi kingston that broke a table. I love it. I don't know if it's going to bring a lot of heat. But. And since the IWC, IWC. I mean you guys love heat so much. To the point that. To the point that I bet you. Uh, I might buy you guys some Miami Heat memorabilia. But. But like. That's just. I, I just love this match. I love the Usos. I love the Red Air Force Ones. I love the New Day. I love it. I I mean. <laughs> I like what they're doing with like King Woods and like and and Kofi Kingston has royal assistant. Can't can um I can't I can't remember the term specifically, but uh, what they're doing is fun. What they're doing with the Usos is fun. What the Usos is doing to the tag division is fun, and it's been fun. So I mean, so that I enjoyed. That I thought was a good way to close out the night. So that's kind of like my review on WWE wrestling this week. I thought it was like is it was like so par Monday with with some bright spots, of course. Tuesday was mostly good. Yeah, I'd say it was mostly good to the point I might even say it's great. And then Friday was okay, but it ended up great. So that's kind of my review um for this week in WWE wrestling be interesting to see what goes on in the road to the rumble it's gonna be an absolute mess now especially since johnny knoxville's involved johnny knoxville's involved and um there's going to be a lot of crud housery going on in wwe for the next couple weeks next couple months it's probably gonna be exciting to watch but at the same time r concerning and honestly, I'm all for it. So, WWE, keep doing your thing. Just please stop upsetting me with the horrible women's matches. Just please stop. Okay? Just just stop it. Just please. But anyways, that's all I got to say for WWE. Now, as for AEW, this week in AEW, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good week for them. Starting off with Dynamite. It was... Dynamite to I mean Dynamite it was a really good debuted episode on TBS or as or as they like to call it the mothership but it had a bittersweet ending. The Hangman Danielson match was an absolute literally it was an absolute classic, a bloody classic literally. It was I mean it was just like it was just like you know it was just like Danielson, Brian Danielson just like like being an absolute show off at first. And then, like, and then as the match progressed, Danielson was, like, Danielson was just, like, um, well, he was getting worn down. And then it was, like, Hangman doing his taunt, like, his taunt when he jogged around the, um, when he jogged around, like, the, um, not jogged around, but when he jogged in place, 
um, when Daniel Sanjagin plays in front of the judges who were Mark Henry, Paul White, and um, and Jerry Lynn. And then Heyman, and then Heyman did it when Brandon, when Danielson was down. There's like blood. My mom came in, saw a little bit of the match, and she was like, "Oh my God, is that blood? Oh man!" And I'm like, "Yep, they just choose to be. Yep, they just choose to wear the scarlet mask." And my mom's just like, "Ah, oh, God damn, it's too much for me." So, but other than but other than that, it was just an absolute bloody classic. The MJF Punk Mike War was epic, but in like, and before the Mike War, like before the Mike microphone battle, um, there was supposedly uh, there was supposed to be a match, supposed there was supposed to be a match between MJF and the Captain Sean Dean, and then CM Punk came. He made a be he made a beeline from the ramp to the ring. And then he li- and then he literally punched the captain Sean Dean, and that counted as a disqualification win for Sean Dean. And then CM Punk got into a microphone battle with MJF. <laughs> it was just hilarious, especially after CM Punk just like after CM Punk what he did to the cap to the captain. But I thought it was it was it was an overall good segment. It was a really good segment for me. Um, shout out to the captain for getting his first win in the year, but I think MJF is gonna, is gonna get the last laugh here. They're gonna have, like, a small feud, MJF's gonna challenge, um, MJF's gonna get his rematch against the captain, and then MJF is gonna beat the captain. And then after the match is over, MJF is gonna beat the captain some more, but shout out to Cap- to the captain for getting his first dub of the year. Good stuff. You love to see it. Um... There was a TBS championship match between Jade and Ruby. It was okay. It was it was a good it was it wasn't a bad wrestling match. It wasn't the best wrestling match either. It was it was a good match. And I understand why um Jade and I understand why Jade Cargill is um is the first champ and plus it's that B show now. So I mean I hope she has a long and healthy reign. Um, I think Sheeta might be the next one up. I mean, I, well, not the next one up as a challenger, but I think Sheeta's going to challenge for the TBS championship, and she's probably going to win the belt off Jade Cargill. But that's kind of like me. That's kind of how I would book it in my mind. But there are other excellent, like, ar- there's, there's, like, better armchair. There are, like, better, um, better armchair bookers than me, so... But that's kind of how I would do it. But Jade Cargill, I mean, I hope you have a good reign. Hope it, hope it really bec- becomes that B show. So, I mean, and Ruby Soho, I mean, Ruby Soho, the future's still bright for her. Um, I think she's, I think she's gonna be, she's gonna be, she's definitely still going to be a force in the women's division in AEW. Um, that's if like. That's I think if she goes after the AEW championship again, um, whether it's Brit that's a champion, whether whether if Brit um, Brit holds the title longer, whether Thunder Rosa um beats Brit Baker at Revolution or, well I don't know, it's still not yet. The match is not in place, but I think Thunder Rosa is gonna be um, 
Britt Baker at Revolution. I think Thunder Rosa is going to have a match with Ruby Soho. But you never know. Maybe Britt Baker might actually survive Thunder Rosa against, I mean, she might against all odds in Orlando for Revolution. I mean, it'd be interesting to see the women's division. But I love how they, I love how they have like a second belt over there and over in AEW. And I mean, it's going to, I hope it's fun to watch. I'm looking forward to, to, um, to seeing like the women's division grow some more with like not only like the, personnel but also the quality of matches and the quality of storylines i mean it should be a fun year speaking of the women's division i thought i thought serena's d promo with um but i think it was jr if i remember if i if i remember correctly her promo was very passionate um love serena d love this feud with hikaru shida and that's like a pretty good it's a pretty good setup to the fourth match they're gonna have um this wednesday um at on dynamite it it should be it should be a good match i think serena deeb is gonna win just so they can force the game so i mean not a game five so they can force like a fifth and maybe final match and maybe a non-disqualification match but shit but like but i love her promo i love how she's like destined to destroy hikaru shida and i think I think like um I think like they're both having fun with this feud because it's good quality wrestling and then some. So this I I'm looking I'm 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 looking forward to Wednesday and and their and their fourth match. Um now Black defeating um Pillman from like I mean first of all I thought the I thought the Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. match it was a good match. It was a good, honest wrestling match, but it was the the end was a bit predictable. And the botch, I feel like I felt like the botch was like done done purposely. And like after the botch happened to Brian Pillman Jr., it all went downhill. And then Malachi Black just did his thing, and and um and once did his thing, kicked. Kicked Brian Pil- well punished Brian Pillman Jr. for the botch, and well got away with the dub. So, so yeah, I mean Malachi Black is still a force to be reckoned with. There's another, there's like another. I think there was like a, I think Shavon, Tony Schiavone interview. Tony Schiavone interviewed um, he interviewed Andrade with, with um with his with his assistant Jose standing behind him, and they kind of like laid the gaunt. They kind of like. Took off the gauntlet, laid the gauntlet down, and challenged Sting and um and Darby Allen, and offered Darby Allen to be um to be like the assistant to to Andrade, and called Darby like a little boy, <laughs> which I thought it was funny. It was also I imagine was also insulting to Darby Allen, and I mean I'm actually looking forward to the match myself. So, lastly, the match between the Lucha Brothers and the Jurassic Express. It was a really good match. There's a lot of kicks. There's a lot of flips. There's Luchasaurus doing his thing and beating the living crap out of everybody. And then there's like Lucha Brothers kicking like kicking 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 like people's head in. And it was just it was just it was a it was a beautiful sight. But it was also it was also bitter. It was also like bittersweet, especially when um especially like that spot involving Luchasaurus and. That's about involving Luchasaurus and 
and Ray and and Phoenix and Luchasaurus. He brought he brought Phoenix to the table. That table landed like his arm landed really badly, and it badly dislocated um, Ray Phoenix's Ray, Ray Phoenix's arm. Me seeing that the second time was just oh man, it was bad. But thankfully, it wasn't. It wasn't like a, it wasn't break. Hopefully, um, hopefully there's nothing shattered or anything of that nature. Um, but I think, but I think, um, I could only hope for Luchasaurus's. Um, no, I could only hope for like Luchasaurus's and and Jungle Boy Jack Perry's brain to be a healthy rain. I feel like it's going to be a healthy and good rain. Um, but I also, but like, I also, um, I hope for, for Ray Phoenix's health. I hope you're doing well. Um, stay well, recover, and more, most importantly, um, most importantly, rest well. We want you healthy. We want you as, as health, we want you as healthy and as rested up as possible. Just so you, just so you can um pro have like another match with like the Lucha Brothers or wh whoever tag, whichever tag team they want, they're going against. So, so yeah. But I'm looking, f but I'm looking forward to to what the Jurassic Express do to those belts. There's gonna be a lot of suitors, a lot of like, there's going to be a lot of suitors for the for for their challenges, and yeah. I mean, it should be a fun reign, especially with Christian Cage on their side. Should be fun. Now, Rampage. I thought the Atlas, I thought the Jake Atlas Adam Cole match was pretty darn awesome match. I hope um Jake Atlas's in injury isn't isn't anything too serious, um because I mean it's the first full match I watch from Jake Atlas. I seen his highlights in NXT and he was good. He was pretty good. Pretty good wrestler could move well. I mean, he could he could move really well for a wrestler. And then seeing Atlas going against Cole, that was just really for me. It was a really good match. It was a pretty darn awesome match for me to watch, especially like and of course Adam Cole with the win. Um, it's kind of I I kind of knew Adam Cole was going to win. Um, but if especially since it's an Adam Cole match and he's like. And he's kind of like AEW's, like, he's, I don't know, he's kind of like the poster child for me for AEW, like the prized child of AEW. But anytime Adam Cole wrestles, and anytime I think Adam Cole wins, like in a singles match, I'm always happy because seeing the match itself, it's like, it's, it's a piece of beauty for me. So, Adam Cole, you keep doing your thing, and I'm looking forward to um, what if Jake Atlas like if the injury's not too serious? I'm looking forward to more Jake Atlas matches, whether it's at Elevation or Dark or Rampage or even or even on Dynamite. So, I mean, you go out, you go out there and you give her. I also saw the match between Hook and Aaron Solo, and Hook. I mean, Hook is still freaking amazing. At this point, I mean, you could say I'm hooked. On not only Hook but also the rest of Team Taz, but oh man, it's just like I love how the crowd crowd reacts to Hook. It reminds me of like I think I said it, but in like one of my past episodes. But every time Hook enters, it's kind of like 
the entrance of like a boxer, like a big time boxer, and like it kind of feels like a main event fight, even though it's not the main event. And every time Hook Hook comes out, it's just like there's this I could feel this aura from my television to my bed, or like I don't know, or to my desk. And when I see him wrestle, when I see him wrestle, it's just it's it's good. And then, and then like, and then to top it off of a red rum, mwah, love it. It was a good match, and then, and then like, and then Hook, and then Hook, um, and then Hook beating up um QT Marshall was also pretty good at the end of the match. So I mean, it, it should be good. It, it, it should. This, I, it might be starting a rivalry between between like the factory and F. And um and Team Taz, but Team Taz already has have their hands full of everybody else. So, but if there's a match between QT Marshall and Hook, I mean, I mean, I'll be hooked for it. I w- I want to see that happen, and should be a good match. Now, lastly, the Ruby Soho versus the Britt Baker and Jamie Hader match. It was a it was a very decent it was a very decent tag match. It was I mean. They, it was a, it, it was a very decent tag match. It was a very good tag match. Because, I mean, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker doing their heelish, their heelish deeds, um, going against like Britt, Britt and um and Ruby, going against um no, going against Ruby Soho and um and Riho before Riho and Britt have their match, and. Uh, <laughs> It was it was it was like a st- it was like your typical he'll do bad things and then the faces recover and then the faces eventually get the win type of match even though that's not always the type of match but where where like that type of match happens but it's nice to see Riho and Ruby get the dub but also like but also like Britt Baker but also like Britt Baker um seeing her lose her her um. Seeing her like go hopping mad, it's also like pretty fun sight to watch. Even though I love the doctor, I do love the doctor, and but it's just I don't know the the writing's on the wall. The writing's on the wall for me that the doctor and Britt Baker. I mean the doctor is gonna, the doctor is going to have a feud with Jamie Hader, but and I I'm just looking forward to what what whatever's next for the doctor. And Jamie Hader, and like. The rest of the woman's fishing. Now, lastly, from Rampage, the street fight between 2.0 and Daniel Garcia going against Proud and Powerful and Eddie Kingston was really fun to watch. I mean, see, I mean, seeing like one of those um big heads of like Birdie Bert, Bert Kreischer, like seeing 2.0 get like like hitting hitting. I I I can't remember if it was Santana or Tease or Eddie Kingston. Like they hit one of the guys. I want either Eddie or Proud and Powerful with like with the Birdie Bird Kreischer um big head and like and it was, the match was just all over the place. It was it was a fun match. It was like playing. It was like seeing someone else play Mario Kart Double Dash, but it but but it's just it's it's just fun. It's just fun. It's it, it was just a fun match for me to watch, and then afterwards even. Even though Proud and Powerful with Eddie won the match, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia low blowed them to the point that Chris Jericho came to the rescue, and I mean they kind of have a good thing going on. 
I always enjoy seeing 2.0, Big Magic, uh, Matt Lee, and Jeff Parker do their thing. I love Daniel Garcia, or as I like to call him, the Friday Night Delight. Daniel Garcia, I mean, every time he wrestles at Rampage, you know, you know things are going to be good. You know, you know stuff's about to be good. And then seeing Proud and Powerful and Eddie Kingston do their thing, it's always fun. You love to see it. And that's kind of my that's my thoughts on um, on Rampage last Friday. It was a pretty it was I thought that it was a pretty good episode. Um, there was it was yeah it was a pretty good episode. I liked it. Oh yeah, and there was also a nice package for Men of the Year with Dan Lambert. They always say they for me they I mean I've kind of I'm kind of like a mark for that I'm no not not a mark for them but I'm kind of but I kind of like it when they um. When Dan Lambert and um and Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky have something to say, something some things might be controversial, might be thought provoking, but outside of that, they're good. They're just like good. Just you know, they're good things. They're good. Like they're pretty good on the mic, and whenever and all the things they have on the mic, I typically enjoy. And this is one of the case, one of the cases. But other than that, I thought Rampage. It was a pretty good um episode for Rampage. Now to battle of the belts. I thought, I thought like the same. I thought Sammy going against Dustin. It was a it was a good match. It was a pretty good. It was a pretty good. It was a pretty good match. There was a table. Way was involved. Um, I loved the spot where Sammy Guevara did like the Glock thing. Try to pull out the Glock, like. Like Arn Anderson, like Arn Anderson did, like at the end of the year last year, he pulled out like the finger lock, and then Arn Anderson gave Sam Guevara the Iron Bird of Winnipeg, or the or the middle finger to Sam Guevara, and I thought that like that was that was pretty hilarious, and then Fuego showed up with the table, um, Fuego showed up with the table, and. <laughs> And then, and then, like Arn Anderson acknowledged Fuego, and then Arn Anderson he pulled out the Glock, and then Fuego started like just run away. And the table was still there. It was for Sammy. Fuego tried to help out Sammy, but it was Dustin who benefited more from the table that was pulled out by Fuego del Sol. Um, and it was just an overall good match with Canadian destroyers going all over the place, crossroads, kicks, Sammy Guevara doing his thing, Sammy Guevara almost getting counted out because he, because he was kind of like playing like, oh, he got something in his knee. I hope he he doesn't have an injury to his knee, but he was kind of like, um, he was kind of like playing a bit possum there. And then like when I think it was Aubrey who was the referee, if I remember, I, yeah, I think it was her. She when she said nine, Sam Garbage just like popped up. Second air came like the second wind came to him, or second air came to him, and then Sam and then like he popped popped back into the ring. I mean, and then and then like I thought it was like an overall good match. I mean, even even the finish I thought it was I even the finish I thought it was okay, but but I mean I thought but I thought the person I thought would win one which was sammy and i wasn't i wouldn't be surprised if um i wouldn't have been surprised if they gave dustin the belt just so we can see like a brother on brother feud between dustin and cody but and i thought dustin would turn heel on 
on Sammy, but but they had but they had a hug, but they hugged after the match. They had respect after the match, and then and then like when Sammy was about to celebrate, um, Daniel Garcia came in and he and like he was like you know he was in he was in Sammy he was like in Sammy G's face, and and like now we're gonna have this match on on Wednesday on Dynamite between Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Now, now ahead of now before the match starts, I think I think Sammy Guevara is gonna win, but it's gonna be a good match. It's gonna be a good match between Daniel Garcia and Sam and Sammy Guevara, and there's probably gonna be some inner circle slash Eddie Kingston, um, going against 2.0 type of type of um type of like you know type of nonsense going on in the ring, but it should be a good match. Should be a good match. Now, the match between Ricky Ricky Starks and Matt Seidel, it was also it was also it was for the FCW belt, which is not recognized in AW, but they had a title belt for that, and I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good match. It was a pretty fast-paced type of match. It was a pretty fast-paced match. Um, I thought to the point that I thought Matt Seidel would win. Um, because Ricky Starks had like he, Ricky Starks was like, you know, he was he was kind of like hobbling on like, I don't know, he had a, he had like, he was hobbling on one leg and he had like he was touching his knee a lot, so I mean, even though I thought Ricky was gonna defend, and I thought and Ricky eventually won the match, and Ricky eventually won the match. And then Ricky and Will Hobbs, um, they assaulted Matt Seidel, and after like after the match, after Ricky won, and then Lee Moriarty came in to save Matt Seidel, and then Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks, um, well they put him down, and then Dante Martin came in, and Dante Martin had like a and Dante Martin had the better of like powerhouse Hobbs, and that was that's a pretty good build up to. Um, their match on Wednesday night, which I'm also looking forward to. I know I'm looking forward to a lot of matches on Wednesday for for Dynamite, but simply because a lot of those matches are actually built up pretty well. So, kudos to kudos to Ricky Starks and Matt for for um, for for producing a pretty good match. Um, and then the main event. I thought Britt retains over Riho, and like, and she did. But the match was good. I was actually surprised how good of a match it was going to be. There was a little bit of a near fall fiesta going on between the two of them. And it was like you love to see like a near fall fiesta between between like Britt Baker and Riho. Dr. Britt Baker DMD that is against Riho. And I mean it's oh, it was it was, I don't know how to describe it. It was a pretty it, I was surprised by how good of a match it was going to be. It's not a classic. It's but it's not a classic, but it just it for me gelled to, gelled surprisingly well for me. So, I mean, so I mean, I was happy by seeing that match. Um and it's going to be interesting to see where Dr. Britt Baker is going to go next. Whether Jamie Hayter is probably going to turn on her before Revolution. And they and like Britt Baker, I mean Britt Baker's like well Dr. Britt Baker DMD's um 
last defense before she goes against potentially Thunder Rosa in Revolution. Like her title, like last title defense before she goes against Rosa would probably be against Jamie Hayter. If Jamie Hayter turns on Britt Baker or not, but it'd be interesting to see what's going to happen between Britt Baker, Rebel, and Jamie Hayter. Uh, I thought of, I thought like, I thought Battle of the Belts was a, it was, I was actually impressed with Battle of the Belts, given how, you know, given how like, how short, how short-handed they were on pers on personnel for that show for Battle of the Belts, with Cody going on COVID protocols, but they, they did their, I mean, a hockey equivalent. Is like when a team goes on a power play, and you're on the power kill, or in this case, AW was on the was on like the um uh, was on like the penalty kill. Sorry, yeah, penalty penalty kill is the correct term. When AW was in the power kill, they not only killed off. I mean, no, when they were on the penalty kill, they killed. They not only killed off the power play, but they but they scored a goal on the power kill on the on the penalty kill, and that's impressive. AW rose up to the occasion, even even like, even like you know, even like short come. I mean, with a shorter staff. So, my kudos to Tony. My kudos to the team in AEW. You guys did a good good show, and you guys like, you guys had a pretty good week for yourself. Hopefully, your person. Hopefully, your personnel recover. And yeah, I mean that's my thought on AEW programming this week. Now for some other things. From what I saw of wrestling this week, I mean, I'm a pretty good Yoshi guy myself. So I saw this week, Don Del Mondo, like, they have, like, I mean, they're one of the more dangerous factions in, in stardom. They're a really good faction. They have, like, a lot of, they have, like, a lot of people that can literally just, like, you know, they can literally just absolutely end you. And, like, you would think that they were dangerous before. Think about it. You, like, it was, it's, like, last year it was a faction of five. You had Julia, even though she was, like, even though she was out um, a lot because of injury, she was still pretty dangerous. She was still pretty dangerous to go against. You had Shuri. She went, like, she went, like, at it against Utami for a lot of the year for her red belt. You had Natsupoy, who was the high-speed champion before she, I mean, before before she lost it to Starlight Kid, or as I like to call her, Darflight Kid, but, but, um, but she won another belt. She won the artist belt. Himika is, like, also dangerous. She's a jumbo princess, but, I mean, she can pack a punch. I mean, I see her slap Natsupoy, like, like, a few months ago, and, I mean, she packs a punch. And then there's Micah, who also packs a pretty mean punch. I mean, I know that because the, because like every match I see, no, every time I see her and Saya, they just try to kill each other. And I don't know how they're still alive, but but like you have like you have five women that are dangerous as hell, and now you have and now you have um you have Mirai, who who jumps ship from. From Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. And I saw her matches. And she's pretty hard hitting herself. 
she's hard hitting, she's big, muscular, and could literally take you out. And then Thecla, which I saw like just this week. They Thecla and Mirai, they were introduced just this week. Like I think on Monday, I Monday or Tuesday, earlier earlier this week. And I mean, when I saw them, I mean Mariah's as good as ever, and Thecla, it was my first time seeing her, and, like, she's eventually, for me, she's eventually going to be high-speed champion. Like, Thecla's going to be high-speed champion. Mariah's eventually is going to get the Future of Stardom championship. And, I mean, that's kind of, like, my prediction. And I think, like, they're, they're really dangerous. However, I, however, and this is me with, like, my, my, my unclear crystal ball, However, the breakup from the breakup, which is we all know eventually it's going to happen. It is going it is going to be pretty ugly. But I look forward to that. Now what now I saw Tokyo Joshi Pro wrestling like a few days ago and I saw a match that involved Yuki Rai going against um teaming with Mocha. I think it was like for the Max Hart tournament, which is like a tag tournament they do. Over Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, it was a match between Mo between um between Moko and Yuki Rai going against Mahiro and Palm Haruyuku, and I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing that match. But what but what catches my eye a lot is is Yuki Rai and like she's an idol she's an idol, but also she's starting to become a rest. Well, she has been becoming a wrestler for like over the past year and like. Seeing my first time, my first time seeing a full Yuki, a full um, match involving Yuki Rai. Yuki Rai is going to be a star in Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. I mean, even though she's like inexperienced, what I saw from her, she has like a pretty good upside. She has pretty good potential, and she's eventually going to be pretty well loved in Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. She's gonna be, she's gonna be a freaking superstar. Now, now for New Japan, um. Wrestle Kingdom happened this week. There was a lot of thing. There was a lot of people. I mean, there was a lot of pe. There's a lot of things people liked. Um, but a lot of people hate House of Torture, which is actually like a pretty funny name for a wrestling faction. I thought to a point that's kind of like you know, that's kind of like a name for like an adult video. Um, an adult video. I don't know something that has to do with adult videos, but a lot of people are not fond of House of Torture. <laughs> And I kind of laugh a little bit. I kind of have to laugh at that a little bit, but that's but that's like the truth. And like I saw like the ratings for like um for Evil's matches, and like it's like what two and a half star, one and a half star or something. It was like pretty bad, and I hate to see it because I actually liked Evil when he was in um when he was in um in Lij, like like one of the matches I saw that involved Evil. It was like. With Tomatonga back in like 2016 for like the G1 tournament, and oh my God, it was just final. They were just going all over the place, but I actually enjoyed seeing that match. But in New Japan, Okada's and Tanahashi's reign, Okada Kazuchika Okada, did he won the title from he won the New Japan title from Shingo Takagi in night one, and in night two he beat Will Osprey. And I'm I'm actually looking forward to another reign of Kasuchika Okada. Yes, it's another reign of Kasuchika Okada. But I'm actually just looking forward to that reign. Because you know it's going to be good. 
and Tanahashi defeating Kenta for the U for the IWGP US Championship. It's uh, it's also going to be another good reign, but I have but I have a but and we all know it's going to be they're they're both going to be pretty good reigns. I'm just curious where will those reigns lead them to? Because I kind of want because I want because I want to see that belt defended in like North America. I want to and now I might we might actually get. We might actually get um Hiroshi Tanahashi versus John Moxley when he comes back healthy. And I don't know if it's New Japan programming or if it's going to be or if it's going to be an AEW programming and that forbidden door gets crashed open again, even though it's just like one of those um one of those electric doors you see at malls. Still gets broken, by the way. But I'm just looking forward to like those rants and I'm just looking forward to where are they gonna go? Where are they going to defend those belts? And lastly, lastly, it's not a good, even though the quality of wrestling is like, is actually pretty good. From what I saw, it's actually like somewhat good. Other parts are like somewhat horrible, but I've seen some good matches in like the first full week of 2021, but it's, it sucks seeing Jeff Cobb, Kenta, Phoenix, Drew McIntyre, and Sasha Banks on the shelf due to injuries. It sucks. I mean, Jeff Cobb got hurt in his match against Tetsuya Naito, the Japanese madman leading LIJ. Love Naito. Love Jeff Cobb. I hope Jeff Cobb. Um, I hope Jeff Cobb recovers well and re- returns soon. Kenta, he had his match against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, he got hurt in that match. Hope Kenta returns. I love Kenta. I love it when he swears in English. I mean, I just love everything about him, except for the fact that um that that Kenta ruined Naito's moment two years ago. But I still, but I still love him for that. I even even though it's less, but love Kenta, crazy Florida man. Hope he recovers. Hope he rests. Hope he returns soon. Phoenix, we know about like the about the dislocated arm, the badly dislocated arm, which. Which, thank God, it wasn't a a broken arm. Hope he returns. Hope he hope he recovers. Hope he gets well soon. Well, I should say. Well, I should have said like hope he rec- hope he um hope he gets well. Hope he hope he recovers and hope he gets well soon. Drew McIntyre he got beaten up by Murder Corbin and he got beaten up by Murder Corbin and Moss. Hope Drew McIntyre recovers in time for WrestleMania or the Rumble. Hope he hope he rests and hope he gets soon. He gets well soon. Sasha Banks got her to house show and you hate to see it. I love Sasha. I'm not like I love Sasha, especially like a few years ago. I was like a pretty I was pretty big for Sasha. Hope she gets well. Hope she rests and hope she and hope she returns soon. But man, this year has taken a toll on like. On big na- of like on um, big wrestlers, also Jake Atlas as well. Hope hope he gets well. Hope that injury was just like was just something minor, and yeah, hope he gets well soon. But outside of that, um, this this is like a long episode three. I'm getting really tired from speaking. Um, I'm just like I'm just so tired right now. 
I had the first full week of school, and it's just like already mayhem. And yeah, I mean, this is it. So hopefully, um, hopefully I'll I'll see you guys again, and I'll catch you guys on the other side of the sunset. Hey, wait a second! There's no sunset. It's dark out, and it's already night. I've got something to say it anyways. I'll catch you guys at the other side of the sunset, and remember. I forgot what I said. So, oh yeah, remember, eat your vegetables, um, eat your vegetables, be a good parent, be a good citizen model, and, and remember, when you see a stranger, just be careful, I guess. Unless you know the stranger, then he's not a stranger. But anyways, that's all for today, and yeah, I'll catch y'all later. Bye bye